Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Zach Dawes Jr., the managing editor for news and opinion at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published more than 100 titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Today's guest is Michael Cogdill, author of It's Worth a Life, Hearing and Responding to God's Call. He's joining us remotely today from North Carolina. Mike, thanks for carving out time to visit and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Tell our listeners in one sentence, what is your book about? My book is about God's call. Um, and it, my motivation for the book uh, grew out of both my pastoral experience and my experience as a professor. Many times as a pastor, persons come to you with questions about God's call and thinking they, they might be experiencing. And as a professor, um, to encounter that with divinity and seminary students all the time. So I wanted to put a lot of my research and thoughts into writing. Very helpful. So kind of the, the life experiences or experiences were not only your sense of calling, but working with whether it's students or acquaintances, helping them kind of navigate that process for discernment. Exactly. So one of the things that stood out to me was that your son wrote the foreword to the book, which I thought was really interesting and unique. I had not seen that before and probably a very meaningful thing for you to read. Um, he shares about his kind of journey navigating this experience of trying to figure out what he's called to do and exploring different opportunities. And what stood out to me was he specifically talked about you not lecturing or critiquing or maybe doing the things that sometimes parents can do, but being very encouraging and supportive in his effort to kind of go through that discernment process, which is a very personal thing, even when you have help. What did that experience of working, not just with somebody you kind of knew, but with somebody very close to you, your son teach you about kind of helping somebody in this discernment? Well, it uh, taught me a lot. And of course, the first thing is I wanted to come across to my own son as being very supportive mm -hmm. and, and help helping him. But I actually found a, uh, Zach, a good model that, that I've used with students and I helped Jason understand that model. And that model is what I call my story and God's story. And I think one of the wonderful ways of helping students uh, understand the dimensions of call is to first of all understand their story let them tell their story and as they tell their story then I feel like my role as a teacher or as a supporter enabler is to um, to help them connect that to God's story this is God's story how God has called people and where can we find those connections so Zach, uh, I, I found that little model useful, uh, with, even with my own son, but I've used that model in teaching and helping people, and I find, I find that it really helps clarify for them that this is my story, but now I want to connect to God's story with call. So um, I, I used uh, and implemented that even with my own son and <laughs> that way, but that's the model I've used in teaching through the years and students have res resonated well with that. We'll be right back in 30 seconds with more Good Faith Reads. 
Scott Carey is proud to bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest pastors coast to coast. Our new podcast, Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving, delivers wisdom from the Black church for the whole church. Find us wherever you get your podcasts or listen online at lotcary.org. That's L-O-T-T-C-A-R-E-Y dot org. We look forward to the pilgrimage with you. Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. Today we're joined remotely by Michael Cogdill, author of the Good Faith Media book, It's Worth a Life. I'm Zach Dawes Jr. of Good Faith Media, your host for this episode. Mike, could you tell us a little bit about your approach in writing the book? Did you use weekly goals, give yourself daily word count mandates? Did you face writer's block? We've talked a little bit about the content, but can you give us a little behind the scenes for our listeners about the process of writing? Well, uh, it was a gift of time for me, uh, the gift of a sabbatical leave. First one I've ever, and first and only one I ever had from Campbell University. And the passion of my heart is God's call and helping students understand God's call. So I used my sabbatical leave uh, to develop the book. But I, f- I wanted to uh, give uh, solid biblical examples of God's call. And so I did that the first half of the book. And the second half, I worked on what I hoped would be just solid practical advice uh, that students could have. So uh, I I divided it that way and worked at it that way. Well, one of the terms that stood out was lantern theology that you used about how we understand and experience this call. Could you speak a little bit about that concept, that terminology, while not giving too much away? Because obviously we want folks to buy your book. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Yes, um, I came up with that idea um, and my son uh, resonated with it as well. But lanterns usually light uh, a dark place around us, but doesn't light the whole path. Um, and so we th- or I thought about the idea of lantern theology that uh, it's possible to have light where we are, whatever age we are, whatever location we are, and to follow the light you have. For example, a person may be sensing God's call in the sense of, I feel like I should enroll in seminary or I really feel called to missions. I really want to explore my musical gifts. Well, uh, follow, follow the light you have. It might be that you enter seminary on a provisional basis, take nine hours, see how you like it. And then you might decide, boy, this is, this is my home and I want to explore another degree. So lantern theology carries the idea of following the light you have. And when you do faithfully, I think other light dawns. It's kind of the idea, Zach, that God reveals his will to us chapter by chapter, uh, more than the whole book at the, at, at the outset of call. So that was my thinking about. It. Yeah, very helpful. I think kind of building on that, as, as the book goes on, you get to kind of sharing some of the pathways that you've observed in your own interactions and you find in the Bible. And and one that stood out to me was this knowing by doing, which I think connects with a little bit about what you're saying about follow the light you have right now. Can you reflect a little bit about that kind of, I guess, testing the waters, so to speak, approach to discerning God's will? Yes, Zach. I I think it's a big reversal 
and a much better way to understand call than we've normally done. We've uh, normally thought about uh, the, the way of knowing is to do all your research, um, all of this kind of thing. And then at the end of all that, you know. So a big reversal is to obey first and that leads to knowledge. For example, uh, kind of like I was just, just mentioning that a person may feel called to be a chaplain. Uh, well, try it out. Um, work, serve an internship uh, with a trained chaplain. Or a person may feel called really to develop their musical gifts. Of, can you find an internship in a church where you could serve under a minister of music? Uh, or same thing is true of uh, being missionary. So I think uh, I think a much more helpful way to understand God's call is the knowledge we get by doing. We obey first, and then the knowledge comes. And so that was my thinking about that. It's usually knowledge, and then you obey. But to obey first, and by those experiences, uh, I I think I want to give my life to missions. I've gone on these mission trips. It's, I, that's my home. That's what I love. Or it may turn out they don't. And, and, and preaching can be like that or being a pastor. Mm-hmm. So my thought is that there's just a new way to go about understanding God's call. It's not examining all the biblical texts and everything the Bible says. And then, you know, but you can learn by doing I was thinking as you were answering that there was this term growing up for me, and maybe it's it's just certain Baptist traditions, but surrendering to the call, yes. which made it sound like yes. you know, you're Jonah wanting to do something else. And the way you describe it, it strikes me as, you know, where am I passionate? Where am I interested in serving and exploring that as an avenue? To, to calling, which brings to mind probably an overquoted statement from Frederick Beekner about, you know, God calls you to where your deep gladness and the yes. world's deep hunger yes. meet. That is that kind of at the heart of what you're speaking on? Yes. I, I'm, I'm wanting students to see how exciting a call can be, uh, that to discover your passion and, and to follow it. Uh, I, I have never liked ministers who said uh, to to students if you can do anything else do it mm. well they many times they've done exactly that but call is exciting to find out the gifts that you have and to be used for god and so i think to put that knowing uh, do, learn, doing piece up front uh it is much better and students can find out it it can be worth a life to mm. to answer god's call and to be a minister. So I, I just, I just like that model, Zach. And uh, I, I have found that students resonate with it well. Yeah. So is that kind of, when somebody first comes to you, is that kind of the, the one piece of advice or concept you, apart from anything else you might tell them, that's kind of what you start with for them is this, let's, let's start by the doing and and your passion. What are your passions? What, Mm -hmm. what do you feel the world to get back to, Bigner's word. What do you feel the world needs, uh, and and what is in your heart? And to come at it in a positive way. You're not to use your language, the surrender language, but to come at it of embracing. Mm-hmm. 
the, the gifts and passions that God has given you and to use them for the good of the kingdom. And uh, so that, that's been my approach, and I find it much more helpful and exciting. An important note to all of our listeners, we at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. So if you have a book proposal that you'd like to run by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. That's goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Mike, as we wrap up our time today, I wonder if you might read us a sentence or two from your book that you think would be critical for our listeners to hear, either because it represents the book as a whole, or you think it's especially important for, for listeners to hear right now. I would be glad to, and, and I'm, I'm reading from uh, a section of the book that talks about important lessons from Call's stories, and this is on page 57 of the book, but Perhaps the number one question asked by persons who think they are called is, how can I know that this call is from God? If this question is surfaced in your mind, don't be troubled. Seeking confirmation of the call can be a sign of honesty and faith and humility. And God does bring confirmation. God's confirmation comes in many ways. And you can know that a call is from God. While there's no single way of confirmation, God has provided reliable and trustworthy means to give us confidence in his call. So I just want those persons to know that confirmation of a call does come and that you can rejoice in the confirmation just like you can rejoice in the search. Our guest today on Good Faith Reads has been Michael Cogdill, author of It's Worth a Life hearing and responding to God's call. The book, along with more than 100 other titles, is available in paperback at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore and as an ebook at either Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Mike, again, thank you for being with us. We appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me.